Good morning, friends. Uh, Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas from Texas. My message this morning is titled, Rewrite Your Life at Christmas, based on Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 8. You know, it's not uncommon when an author is writing a novel or a filmmaker is preparing a movie or, yes, even a pastor writing a sermon that the story will change before the final product hits the streets. Sometimes it's something to do with the characters, sometimes it's something to do with the plot, but most of the time it has something to do with the ending. The creative forces behind the story take a second look and then decide this needs a better ending. Let me give you an example. Rocky, favorite movie of mine, uh, was Sylvester Stallone's first big movie. He was not only the star, he wrote the script. However, his first version of the story was quite a bit different than the one that made its way into the theaters. The biggest difference was that in the original draft, Rocky didn't lose the fight to Apollo Creed. He threw the fight for money so that he could afford to purchase a pet shop for Adrian, his girlfriend. Well, Stallone eventually realized that this is not something a noble character would do and that this particular twist didn't inspire a sequel, so the ending was changed. Now, what I'm saying is this. Sometimes the writer's original idea for the story and the characters and the ending is not the same as the writer's final idea. As it goes through the rewrite upon rewrite, the story gets better and stronger and more meaningful. And this is why there is a saying that say great books aren't written, they're rewritten. In other words, it takes more than one pass at a manuscript to get it right and to make it as good as it can be. And Yes, I would say the same is true for sermons. It's in the rewriting process that, well, we hope greatness is born. It was while I was working on this message that I realized that this is the message of Christmas. It's about how God sent his son Jesus into the world to rewrite the entire story of humankind, to rewrite history one life at a time through his mercy, through his grace. It's in this rewriting process that the story gets better, and there's no question that we were all at one time living stories that were in desperate need of an editor's touch. In order to fully appreciate how the message of Christmas and the power of the gospel can rewrite the story of your life, we need to fully understand three things. And I think these three realities will help us better appreciate the meaning of the Christmas message. Now, my text for today is from Titus chapter 3, and it's here that we find these three principles. Here's principle number one. We need to fully understand the mess we're in. Now, I've heard more people than I can count who've said, I don't need God or church or Christianity. My life is fine the way it is, or I don't need to be forgiven. I really haven't done anything really very wrong. And yet, when you look at their life, it's filled with confusion and hurt and rage and disappointment and failed relationships and everything about their life really kind of spells out tragedy in the making. And yet, most of them insist, I'm fine just the way I am. Well, friends, this is not just true on a personal level. We see it in the news every day, don't we? Things aren't as they should be. And too many people have come to accept the anger and hostility and the abuse and the hatred as the way it ought to be. But we're a broken society because we're broken as individuals. And the first way out of our brokenness is to fully understand that this isn't okay. This is not the way I want my life to be. This is not the story I want my life to tell. And Paul talks to Titus about understanding where we were and understanding the mess we were in verse 3. He writes, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. 
we lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Now, there are some of you that are listening today, perhaps, who would say, well, yeah, that describes my life. It certainly describes my life without God, especially that foolish part. And this is true of us all. But please understand that I'm not just saying that a few sad and fortunate souls are headed for heartache. I'm saying that all of us, without Jesus, we're all headed for heartache because, as Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then Paul adds in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And here's where the plot thickens. We're all in a great big mess and there's nothing anyone can do to get themselves out of it. We need to be saved, but we're incapable of saving ourselves. And this leads us to the second vital truth we need to fully understand. It's this. There is one way and only one way out of this mess. It's Jesus. Listen to what Paul said in verses 4 and 5. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Hope you caught that. Mercy rewrote our lives. And then in verses 5 and 6, he goes on to say, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. Now, just a moment ago, I quoted from Romans, the wages of sin is death, but here's the rest of the verse. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, if you've ever tried to get your act together to fix all your faults, overcome all your weaknesses, you know that it can't be done. We paddle and paddle with all our might. We end up further from shore than ever before. If you know anything about history, you know that messed up lives are not a 21st century invention. It's been going on since day one. God understands this about us, and so he sent his son into this world, and that's what Christmas is. Not only to live among us as a great leader and teacher, showing us what life and God can be like, but ultimately to pave the way and pay the price for our salvation. Therefore, uh, Peter says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So when Jesus died on the cross, all the ugliness Paul mentioned before, the malice, the envy, the hate were laid upon his shoulders. Every sin ever committed was placed upon him. I mean, with his death, he paid the price for our sin. Then, by his resurrection, he proved that he has power over sin. I mean, sin may have the power to destroy people's lives, but it doesn't have to destroy yours, because his power is available. As verse 5 says, through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. And so, in Romans 8.11, Paul said that the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will give life to you through his Spirit. So, you see, friends, our lives were not headed in a good direction. But then came Christmas. Then came Jesus, and God's mercy rewrote our lives. This brings me to the third truth that we need to fully understand. It's this. God wants to change everything about your story. He doesn't just want to change the ending, that when you die, you go to heaven instead of hell. He wants to change everything, the plot, the twist, the motivations, the supporting cast, and, of course, the outcome where the hero, that would be you, overcomes every obstacle, defeats the enemy, wins the day, and lives happily ever after. Now, this happily ever after ending isn't the result of our own awesomeness. It's the power of God's Spirit working through us by the gift of His grace. Verse 7 says, So that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. And then he goes on in verse 8, 
This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. And then this final phrase, these things are excellent and profitable for everyone. You see, friends, God wants to change everything about your story. Instead of the narrative of your life being based on a person who lives only for themselves and thinks only of themselves, sinking ever deeper into the mire, your story can truly be epic. Your story can be about someone whose life is ever moving in the right direction, a life filled with hope, a life focused on doing what is good, things that are excellent and profitable for everyone. Now, the most exciting part of the writing process is the rewriting phase. That's because you never know exactly where the story will go, but you can be sure of this. The story will improve. During the rewriting phase, the characters get stronger, the dialogue gets snappier, the plot gets thicker, and the ending gets better. Now, there are some of you listening to this who need a rewrite. You fully understand that your life isn't working as it is, and you desperately need a change. And here's what I want you to understand. Whether this is the first time you've ever been to a church or whether you've been coming to a church all your life, God's grace is available to you. If you've tried and failed in the past, His grace is available. No situation is beyond God's redemption. No soul is beyond salvation. Jesus died on the cross so that you might be forgiven and He rose from the dead so that you too can experience His resurrection power. See, your life doesn't have to be what you sometimes fear it will become. Why? Because of Christmas. Jesus came into a world full of darkness to fill it with his marvelous light. Christmas rewrote history so that God's mercy could rewrite your life. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion, and have a wonderful Merry Christmas.